Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome in pro wrestling fans here on a Saturday. It is time for Busted Open Radio Weekend. I'm Ryan McKinnon, the weekend host. We've got the world's strongest man, Mark Henry, alongside me for this edition of Busted Open. And we are so happy to announce that fans are back. That's right. Fans have returned to WWE showing up last night at a packed house in Houston for SmackDown. We take a deep dive into that, give you our thoughts on the return of fans and just how special that was. We also got a full Money in the Bank preview lined up for you on this episode. And speaking of pay-per-views, Money in the Bank ain't the only show in town this weekend. Now tonight, we got Slammiversary Impact having a return to fans as well. And one hell of a main event between the belt collector, Kenny Omega, taking on the Death Machine, Sammy Callahan. And Sammy Callahan, yeah, the Death Machine, he's on this episode too. The man had a lot to say, full of piss and vinegar, as we like to say here on Busted Open. So make sure you check it out because this is a can't-miss episode with the one and only Death Machine himself. All you got to do, sit back, relax, click play. Let's get it going. It's Busted Open on a Saturday. That crowd, right, when that show started, Mark, it was very clear. And I loved Roman Reigns. I mean, yes, we saw Vince first. But then the first person, the first wrestler you see on the screen is Roman Reigns. Uh, I just loved to see, to hear, to experience that reaction. And and listen, Mark, I know that Roman's playing the heel, but I was yeah, there was a little twinkle behind his eyes, right? There was a little, there was a little, I, I could sense a little appreciation on Roman's part, too. Um because, I mean, Mark, we've been waiting for this. We've been waiting for that that synergy, that symbiotic relationship between the fan and the wrestler. And it's something we've talked about now for the last 18 months. And I truly believed that the wrestlers are going to appreciate the fans more. And I, and I, definitely, I definitely think that the, the fans are going to appreciate the wrestlers more. And on some level, I think that came through on the television last night. You can't hide happy. You can't hide <laughs> the fact. I mean, I don't care who you are. If, if if Stone Cold would have came out of the out, out of the curtain, he would have smiled. He'd have looked at those people like, "Man, right. this is this is fucking amazing," and right. that is exactly what happened with Roman. Roman, you know, he did his thing, but he, I tell you he what, did say, yeah. <laughs> he had a look on his face like, "Thank you, God, is back," and that's what everybody that had the opportunity to get in front of a lot of audience was felt they felt the same identical thing there's no difference the crowd gives you energy gives you electricity and you want to go out and please them and i hope that you fans realize um that that is what the intent of the wrestler is 
They want to put on a great performance for you. Um, Don't be counterproductive. Don't be negative. Don't throw stuff. Don't try to jump in the ring and make it about you. You're the fan. Like, enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it was easy to see all that enjoyment last night, Mark, uh, from the 14,000 down there in Houston. And there was a bit of a full circle for the man Edge when the last time he saw a live crowd, essentially, I know we're not counting WrestleMania, but uh, was that Royal Rumble where he debuted and he got his pop and he returned. And then he returned last night to, uh, man, when he hit that runway as a part of that three-way with the – with the Mysterios, the pop that he got, Mark, was, I mean, I got goosebumps. And it wasn't just because, oh, this is the first time fans are back. It's because my fucking speakers cracked. Like, it was, yes, I guess it was in part because fans were back, but it had been so long since my speakers cracked. It, you know, listen, it felt good, I would imagine, for everybody behind the curtain to have fans back. But for a man like Edge, what he's went through, the matches and the moments that he had at Mania without the fan, I, I would imagine this had to mean a lot for uh, to a guy like that. You know, most definitely, man. Imagine sitting at home for nine years, right? And then you know, you 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 come back and you get all this fanfare, you get this big unbelievable reaction, you buy all this brand new gear, and then you can't use it in front of an audience. <sighs> That had to suck. He's like, yeah, let's hurry up and go. Okay, let's stop. And now, during that time of the pandemic, Edge was able to come back and establish himself again as being an unbelievable talent. But every, everything, like I just said, everything that the cinematic right. matches, everything that was done like nobody saw it in person so they couldn't feed off the energy of the crowd and when you can feed off the energy of the crowd you don't get tired as fast you don't feel as much pain you just go out there and you get the job done it feels awesome you 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 have these the creative artistic juices after the match because you start being a conductor and you're telling the crowd what to do and how to react like they're the orchestra. And when you do that, it's you feel like, okay, I did my job. With no fans, you worked. You feel every bump, bruise. <laughs> I can't imagine how bad these right. guys feel after these matches and there was no crowd there to give them that adrenaline to – fight off that pain i just can't i can't i can't understand it okay so here's a question for you as a as a talent as a wrestler who's taken time off albeit not during a pandemic but you know um had time to think had time to reassess how to have time to whatever right whatever word you want to use do you think this time off and this year and a half and it is crazy when you said the cinematic matches that's what i thought back to the boneyard match and the firefly funhouse and i was like jesus we've been We've been in this thing since the Firefly Funhouse and John Cena. Like that, 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 that is a a wild realization. Right? Seventy really, that, weeks. Yeah, man, that really puts it in more context than just the number eighteen months or seventy weeks. Like when you think John Cena versus Bray Wyatt and the Firefly Funhouse and the Boneyard match, it, it's just like holy shit. Anyway, so that leads me to my question. 
Do you think this time off helped the wrestler or hurt the wrestler? Because, I mean, there's two schools of thought, right? Well, I mean, oh, you're asking the – well, yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry. I, I did kind of leave yeah, you, 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 I thought you had, I thought you had <laughs> something else. Here, here are your two schools of thought. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, just don't cut it off on me. Um, I think it's going to be better for the wrestler. I think okay. that the the wrestler, you they didn't they didn't go through emotions. They no, just the went through work without emotion. And when you work without emotion, it's harder. It's harder. And now they they I think some of us we took the audience for granted. Oh, they'll be there. I'll get them. Well, you know, I'm, I'll move the crowd. And when they're gone, then you're like, oh, shit. Like, I'm, I, I got to do this on my own? Oh, I can't imagine, bro. This whole pandemic is a credit to how unbelievably talented pro wrestling performers are. We watch Hollywood. Take one, take two, take 26. You you can you can keep going. These guys were out there in it, man, with no external motivation. And that was double, double tough. So my respect goes out to everybody that had a match in the pandemic era. If you wrestled in the pandemic era, you should get a patch made. I survived the pandemic. Put it on whatever jacket that you have that's kind of like your 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 kick it jacket, sports jacket, a, a badge of honor is what it, what it is. Because Bob Orton Sr., who I saw last night, he didn't wrestle in the pandemic era. Ric Flair, he was involved a little bit, but he didn't wrestle in the pandemic. The Undertaker had a cinematic match in the pandemic era. I'm talking about these guys that wrestled every week in the pandemic era. My, my I have the ultimate respect for y'all. Men, women, nah. indifferent. It is this was some hard this was a hard time in the 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 legacy of pro wrestling. And y'all did that. And now you're back. You should be very proud of yourselves for making it back. But more than anything, I bet you'll never take a fan for granted again. Enjoy them and go out there and kill it, man. Like that's, I, I'm excited, man. This is this has been a really really great week for me. For all of our pro, all of us us pro wrestling fans, Mark, all of us, uh, and it's easy it's easy to see why as as a wrestler. Now that you now that these folks have wrestled uh, through a pandemic, you got to think wrestling with fans is. Hell, man, it's like taking the training wheels off. I, I don't even know. Like, it's it. I don't even like the analogy I'm looking for. Uh, it's just got to feel really good, and it's got to make your job easier, right? Having the it's, crowd yes. get off of and engage. I mean, if you went through yeah, a year and a like, half of a pandemic, shit. You know, people rushed, and I, I watched it at the beginning of the pandemic. You saw people just wrestling. They boom, 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 bang, bang, boom, boom up and down, bang, bang, grab a hold, throw somebody over them work their way up out of the holes like and there was no timing or reactionary um 
feel to it. It was no feeling. Right. And then you started to see guys look into the camera. Remember, there was a long time for a long time, you weren't allowed to look into the camera at the WWE. And then you saw people start to look in the camera to reach out to the fan behind the camera. I hope that all of these guys and girls don't forget the people at home because they have an audience now. Please continue to play to the camera. I haven't forgot you. I know Drew McIntyre is going to do it because he does it the best of everybody. He wrestles the guy that he's wrestling, and then he'll go he'll look at the camera. He'll say, yeah, I see you at home. Yeah, I'm bringing it home. Like, he does stuff like that. Everybody needs to continue to do that because that is what we, we're the fan. All of us are not in the arena. The Rock said it the best to the thousands in attendance and the millions and millions at home. There's more people at home than in the arena. Why would you not cater to the masses? The fans are back, but don't forget all of us at home, man. Please don't forget us because we're, we're tuning in and we're sacrificing our time just like the people that pulled up into a parking lot and bought a ticket and came inside the arena. We're doing exactly the same thing. It's not all streaming. Some of us, we're watching cable TV, and we pay for cable TV. And just like people that pay for SiriusXM subscriptions, and they say, man, the only reason I got it is because I like to do what? Listen watch to Busted Bust Open. Open. Listen to Busted Open. It's the, watch Busted Open on the internet. Oh, they oh, watch the us now, too. They watch yeah, us now, too. Yeah, that's right. Too. <laughs> so it's, it's like that's what, it, that's what TV is. Reach out to us, guys. Yeah. Keep, keep us in mind. Hey everyone, this is Kirk Morrison. This is Greg McElroy. And this is Nate Burleson. With the 2020 NFL season finally upon us, we're excited to announce three new NFL podcasts from SiriusXM. On Total Coverage, we'll explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. On Inside the Pocket, we will go under the helmet for all the quarterbacks in the NFL. And on 17 Weeks, Jamal Adams, Emmanuel Sanders, and Eric Ebron will discuss the latest NFL stories straight from the locker room. New episodes of all three podcasts will be available every week on the SiriusXM app and wherever you get your podcasts. That is the music of the death machine, Sammy Callahan. He's getting it in tonight at Slammiversary 2021 against Kenny Omega, the belt collector. Currently, the belt collector has the Impact World Championship. That, well, is obviously hoping to change if Sammy Callahan has anything to say about it. That's right, Mark. For now and joining us Right now on the phone, we have the death machine himself, the one and only, Sammy Callahan. Sammy, what's up, man? How you doing? Yo, I'm already in a bad mood because I can't see the beautiful David LaGreca. And I'm having to do this over a phone call instead of over a Zoom link because somebody, I'm not saying you, but somebody sent me the wrong damn Zoom link. Yeah, no, it definitely wasn't me. And and, and thank God, Sammy, you wouldn't have to talk to Dave on a Saturday because you're with me, Ryan McKinnell, and Mark Henry, which I know how perturbed you can be with LaGreca here and there. So I guess this might make you just a a, a, – Yeah, LaGreca too. A a smidge happier, hopefully, at least. I think he sabotaged me. I think he's the one that sent the wrong (laughs) link. Listen, man, this is a big deal. 
And Kenny Omega being the belt collector, if it is, I, I, I equate it to the same thing as Zack Ryder being in a death match. Does Kenny know what the hell he's getting into with you? No, this ain't going to be your typical five-star, six-star, seven-star match at the Tokyo Dome. <laughs> I'm going to beat Kenny Omega with an inch of his life because what he's done to Impact Wrestling, like inside or outside what happens in the wrestling world, I feel blatantly disrespected. And I think I have a pretty good track record of what happens when I feel disrespected. And tonight at Slammiversary, dude, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to make Kenny Omega taste his own damn blood. Oh, wow. I'm digging it. Damn it. I'm, I'm already, I was already going to watch, but, but now it's just like I'm excited about watching even more. And, and I, I think that's one of the reasons why we have you on this show. But I'm going to tell you, man, like you in the last month. Yeah. I don't, I don't see you as the no good, low down, dirty Sammy Callahan that I used to see. I see you changing. I see you being the leader. I see you being the guy that wants to, wants to bring balance to the force if you will. And don't get me wrong. Are, I'm still those a are piece good of qualities. Shit. Don't get <laughs> me wrong. I am still a piece of shit. But the one thing that I will fight for no matter what is impact wrestling. Cause like me or hate me, I've waved impact flag harder than anyone on our roster, possibly other than Eddie Edwards. And it's one of those things like everyone else wanted to be in WWE and wrestle at WrestleMania. Yo, that was never my damn dream. I always, wanted to be the main event of Slammiversary. I always wanted to be the main event of Bound for Glory. Like, I tried to get Impact Wrestling before I tried to get back in, in WWE back in the day. And now I am the top dog at Impact Wrestling. I'm going to be damned if I'm going to let a working relationship with another company come in and absolutely just dog on Impact Wrestling. Like, I'm not going to allow that to happen anymore. And tonight, win or lose, Kenny Omega ain't going to be walking the same after this match because he did his little <laughs> no-rope exploding barbed wire match at AEW. How cute. Him and John Moxley. But I ain't John Moxley. I have bled buckets all over this world. But at the same time, I'm also one of the best professional wrestlers walking this planet today, and that's truly dangerous when I truly get in the zone. There's no restriction. I can do whatever the hell I want. We're here with Sammy Callahan, the death machine, always the piece of shit that he's been for all of these years. But as you said, Sammy, man, you're looking to carry that flag tonight. And listen, this has been a weird 18 months. Um, we saw it. We, you know, fans are slowly coming back. We saw fans at AEW on Wednesday. We saw fans last night on SmackDown. Fans are returning uh, at Slammiversary. It, listen, I, I couldn't think of a better show for it to happen. But, Sammy, again, this has just been such a weird layoff. You talked about, you know, you carrying the flag for impact. How stoked are you to have fans back? Dude, I wouldn't I wouldn't have this any other way. Being the main event, the first yeah. show back with fans, is everything has to be. Because I'll be the first one to say, like, I kind of feel like I needed the breaks we had during the pandemic. The pandemic was absolutely awful. But, dude, if you look yeah. at the beginning of the pandemic, how I was starting to look, I put on some weight. I was beat up. I wasn't who I was the year prior. And now, like, if, you, if you've been watching the show over the past three months, I'm getting back in really good shape. And I'm starting to, like, kick into high gears, the death machine once again. Like, I needed that time to recover. I went hard for almost 15 straight years. Like, I never had 
a true injury that put me out for a long time. I never took time off. Even being on national television, I was still going out and busting my ass on the indies because I love professional wrestling. I was still working three to four shows a week, no matter what, no matter if there's television tapings as well. I was stacking that up because, like, yo, like, I'm going to wrestle because I love to wrestle. And now I am feeling 100% death machine Sammy Callahan and it's going to be dangerous for anyone gets in the ring with me because I, and I'm not just putting myself over when I'm at a hundred percent hell, not even when I'm at a hundred percent, there is not a most versatile wrestler on this planet today. There's no one that can talk on the mic. There's no one that can also do any style of wrestling all in one package. And that's why I truly am. I'm one of the most valuable, valuable assets in all professional wrestling. Sam, we had Scott DeMore on yesterday, and I I talked to Scott, and I told him exactly what I'm saying now. Like, I feel like you in defense of impact has not made you a babyface, but it's made you respected by the fans of impact. And contrary to popular belief, and you, you, you can hang your head on that piece of shit, Sammy Callahan, but I, I know leadership when I see it. And even Braveheart was not the chosen one. He was the guy that stepped up and was the toughest son of a bitch on the battlefield, and the people ended up following him. What are you going to do when those guys start following you and say, Sammy, lead us? What are you going to do? Jump on my bandwagon because here's the thing. If you look at my career in Impact Wrestling, hell, if you look at my career before Impact Wrestling, I may have done some dastardly terrible things, but at the end of the day, I am right with 90% of the things I say because I don't talk about lies. I speak the truth, and that's why people haven't liked me for years because I don't, I'm not about this PC. I'm not about, like, watching what I'm going to say. I'm going to say exactly what needs to be said that I believe in, and I will die on that hill because I truly believe in something. And that's what makes me different than any professional wrestler walking this planet today. I ain't about giving people exactly what they need to hear. I'm giving people what they need to hear. Uh, And when you look at the grand scheme of things, I might not be the hero you people want, but I'm the hero these people need. All right. That answers my question. Like, look at, See, look, I want to ask at you the, everything I said about Don Callis. I tried to tell people Don Callis is a piece of shit for the last three years that he didn't <laughs> care about Impact Wrestling, and I was labeled the bad guy. And now look at what he's done. He did exactly what I said he was going to do. I I don't even think he truly cares about Kenny Omega. I think it's all about getting himself over, getting himself more television time, and uh, I, and I, money. I'm elated to see him fired from Impact Wrestling. Like he didn't give a shit about Impact Wrestling. What did he do for Impact Wrestling? I don't know. You'd be telling me. <laughs> Please tell wow. me what he did do. I, I you know what? Yeah, all I all I see him do is carry <laughs> Kenny Omega's bags and uh try to get on screen to get a payday. That's what it looked like to me. And now he's getting that payday off our hard work. I call bullshit. I do it was Sammy Callahan. Oh, sorry, Sammy, go ahead. I want him to try something tonight. I beg him to try something tonight because it ain't going to be all roses and headlocks. It's going to be me bashing Kenny Omega's brains in front of him. Yeah. 
Well, bashing brains in can be a hallmark of a no DQ match. That's why we're all going to be watching Sammy Callahan, Kenny Omega coming up later tonight on Fight TV. Slammiversary. Woo! Impact championship on the line between those two. Listen, Sammy, you win this match. You become Impact champion again. You lead this company into whatever comes next, and that's my question. What do you want to see next from the next year Impact? Because obviously there's the relationship between AEW. There's a championship on the line. There's all these different things happening in the world of pro wrestling. I'm just kind of curious. You are a leader of this company. You have been in this company for many, many years. I'm just curious. What do you want to see for the next year? Well, first of all, the forbidden door, I'm about to kick it off the damn hinges. And then past that, it's about showing the entire world that Impact Wrestling is without a doubt one of the best wrestling companies on the planet today. And I think over COVID, I think over the past three years, we have had the most consistent weekly episodic wrestling show on television right now. And people can say whatever they want. People can say, oh, Impact still has a a stink from the, the Dixie years and what happened towards the end of TNA. But we ain't that TNA anymore. TNA is dead and gone. And now Impact Wrestling has one of the best rosters in wrestling. Now, right now, we are hungry. We have a chip on our shoulder. And when pay-per-view comes around, no one does it better. People can love whatever company they want. That's professional wrestling. But it's about Impact Wrestling getting the respect it deserves for actually how good it is, how good our roster is. Hell, if you look at our knockout division, I don't think there's a a company on this planet that has a better women's division than Impact Wrestling right now. As far as storytelling, no one's touching it. As far as being a buffet of professional wrestling, we have we are not one style. We have a little bit of everything, and that's what makes Impact Wrestling so great right now. You want hardcore? We'll give you hardcore. You want technical wrestling? We'll give you Josh Alexander and TJP uh, having the, one of the best Iron Man technical wrestling matches possibly of all time. You want Women's wrestling, we'll give you women's wrestling. You want awesome intergender, we'll give you awesome intergender. You want Lucha Libre style, we'll give you that. Any style of wrestling, Impact Wrestling does it great and truly does succeed with it. And now it's time people get off their high horse and start admitting finally that Impact Wrestling is exactly what I say it is. Well, shit, Mark, I had another question for Sammy Callahan, but I'm not even going to ask it because that was the perfect way to end this interview. No, the Death Machine, Sam... You're asking, <laughs> damn it. Shit. All right, well, you know what? The death machine tells me I'm going to ask it. I'm going to ask it. Uh, Sammy, it's just about the crowds. We talked about uh, Impact being back. You're going to have fans back at Slammiversary. Mark and I have been talking about this a lot over the pandemic. Uh, we both believe that the, that the relationship between the wrestler and the fan and the fan and the wrestler, right? Wrestlers are going to appreciate fans more. Fans, I do believe, are going to appreciate wrestlers more and hopefully go out and see the product more than they would have in the past. We actually talked to a listener who called in from uh, last night's SmackDown, right? Had never been to a show before. Last night was his first show really for that reason right Sammy so I'm just curious from your standpoint do you feel that there's going to be a more of an appreciation from both ends of the of the show as we talk about the fans and the wrestlers as we move on from this pandemic there has to be because fans and professional wrestling is everything they're just as big a part of the show as the people in the ring and the people in the back and I I I do have a a weird relationship with the fans but I love it if you want to cheer me cheer if you want to boo me I allow it to wash upon me. I ain't one of these wrestlers that, oh, don't say this to me. Don't say that to me. Nah. Wrestling is amazing, and wrestling is something like 
no other form of entertainment because you can let loose, say what you want, and, and make truly special moments. And that's what I'm about. I ain't about having just five-star matches. I'm about creating moments that people will remember for the rest of their lives. Well, Man, that you, is the one and only death machine, Sammy Callahan. Right? Right? So, I mean, Mark, I guess we'll just leave it on this. Sammy, go out there, kick some ass, get that belt, bring it back home to Impact tonight at Slammiversary. And uh, thanks for giving us some time, man, on a Saturday morning, considering you have a title match tonight, man. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, man, hats off. I love Mark Henry. I love you, man. And you can tell Dave LaGreca he can eat shit as always. (laughs) (laughs) I will will relay that message. Yes. All right, Sammy, thank you, man. We do appreciate it. The one and only. Death Machine, Sammy Callahan, joining us on a Saturday, just a few hours removed, or away from, I should say, his title match against Kenny Omega, the belt collector at Slammiversary, coming up later tonight. And catch that on Fight TV. Shout out to Fight TV. Hey, everyone. This is Lisa Ann, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, The Lisa Ann Experience. This is my chance to share with you my experiences, past and present, including how I went from living in the fantasy world of adult films to talking fantasy sports on Sirius XM. Each week, I'll introduce you to some of the people I've met on my journey and invite friends on to help me read through the endless ridiculousness that lands in my inbox. New episodes are available every Wednesday on the Sirius XM app and Apple Podcasts. All right, money in the bank time. We got the men's and the women's to get to. Let's start with the ladies since we just talked about the women's championship match. The ladies, the women's money in the bank match consists of Zelina, Asuka, Naomi, Alexa Bliss, Nikki, Liv, and Natalia versus Tamina. But give me your pick real quick for the uh Alexa Bliss is she she's the one that's on top of the count on top of the car right now. I saw her stand toe to toe with everybody at once. Yeah. And win. Like, I don't think there's gonna be nothing any different. Kevin Owens, Banger. Drew McIntyre, Matt Riddle, Ricochet, Johnny Morrison, a.k.a. Johnny Drip Drip, Big E, King Knock, and Seth Rollins. A lot of former champions in there, man. A lot of talent in there. What do you think happens? Man, I, I told you last week, I didn't think nobody in wrestling was on Riddle's level right now. I think Riddle yes, is the did. savior of SmackDown. I mean, of Raw, Raw. I want to see Riddle become the guy. And the best thing to do was to have Randy Orton go away so he can have time to make it him because the the focal point, Randy's so good that yeah. a lot of times the focal point is on him because it's just deserving. And uh, Randy has to go away for other people to get shine. That just tells you how great he is. And... um yep. I'm just hoping that now that Riddle has got that opportunity and he's he's really taken taking advantage of it. He's really taking advantage of it. You look at Riddle, he has, he has yeah. killed it since Randy's been he's gone been, yeah. and yep. established another major player like we're saying needs to happen um with uh the women's division. That's why it's important for Rhea Ripley to get it going. Um, maybe Charlotte will give her a little airtime, a little space, so she can kind of see how it looks on her own. But um, nonetheless, 
Um, I think that the money is for riddle because uh, you could do so much, you could threaten, and then, you know, Rand, it, it creates more drama for Randy when he comes back because he's been saying that he's doing everything for Randy. And Seth Rollins could potentially be entering a program heading into SummerSlam, right? If that were to happen, that could be kind of cool if the Money in the Bank briefcase was on the line. Say Rollins wins the briefcase. We've talked about it a lot for the last few weeks. This is an absolute banger. There is emotion. There is violence. There is narrative. There is everything that you would want in a championship match. Yeah. Who gets it done, Mark Henry? Man, it's got to be Edge. It's got to be Edge. All right. Like, Roman Reigns needs... He's had, shit, four, five months of success. Even and, who, Roman? Yeah. I mean, it's been more of like the whole pandemic, really. But yeah, the last five months. I think, I think he said months, his championship. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. The last five months, I don't know if I've seen him lose. Not a match. He's gotten beat up, you know, in between and in the meantime. And, uh, but that don't count on the record. That is true. That is true. So, so you get well, I, Edge, did, yeah, and he 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 actually hangs a L on Roman Reigns, and now Roman. The story is not just about Roman losing. Oh the no, the story is going to be about the family. How you 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 failed me. You distracted me. You. I was so worried about what's going on with y'all that I wasn't focused on my own. He's going to pass the blame on everybody. And then you could have the Usos get the titles, then have them be the only ones with a title and see how that affects the relationship. Ooh. Like Roman staring at gold that ain't his. Maybe, you know what I'm saying? Like You're right, though. There's a lot of ways you can go off that with an edge win. Finally, Bobby Lashley versus Kofi Kingston. Does Kofi Mania 2 begin tomorrow night? No. No, as as, I heard, you were as so much sad. As I would like to see, no. Yeah, you were so sad when as you much said that. as I would like to see <laughs> Kofi Mania run wild again. Yeah, the money is with Bobby Lashley. I always say, find the money, and you find what's going on. And if indeed it is true, the money is with Bobby Lashley, John Cena. The money is yep. with Bobby Lash, Brock Lesnar. The money is with Bobby Lashley, whoever. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.